0: It, it's just, you're building these emotional building blocks with this person. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's just in the name of, you know, your coworkers, you know, you're growing your work relationship, but it's these little building blocks of emotional things that are super innocent at the time, but can build on something bad. You're listening to the dream marriage podcast with Brian and Allison Dalkey.
1: Most married people probably wouldn't say their marriage is a dream. Many would even say it's a nightmare.
0: But with the right priorities and a unified vision, you and your spouse truly can have the dream marriage.
1: Welcome back to the Dream Marriage Podcast. We're excited to have you as we start a series, actually. As we were kind of like going through stuff we want to talk about, we realized there was a lot of stuff to talk about surrounding boundaries. Yeah. And today specifically, we're talking about what does it look like to have a boundary with the opposite sex in the context of your marriage? Yeah. So I want to start, babe, by asking you a very controversial question. Okay. You ready? Yep. Could you cheat on me? Yes. You didn't even hesitate.
0: Let me explain. <laughs> so obviously I would never intend to, um, never the goal, obviously, but I am a sinner. I have flaws as we all do. And if I... Weren't to have boundaries, like we're going to talk about, Mm -hmm. and I was upset with you, or we'd gotten into a fight, and I did confide in someone in the opposite, you know, of the opposite sex, and start to have that person carry some of my marriage burdens, Mm -hmm. which happens a lot. Oh, yeah. It's so, I mean, so easy for that to happen. Yeah, without boundaries, for sure. And that's how it starts. Yeah. And then it's a very slippery slope after that. Absolutely. And so, yeah, that could happen. I'm capable of that, Mm -hmm. but- you know, like we're going to talk about because of some of our boundaries, we're not going to ever let that happen. Yeah.
1: When you choose to not put yourself in a situation because you've predetermined how you're going to prevent that from happening. Right. You know, hopefully that prevents that from happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because the same is true for yeah, me. Your question was, could you? Could you? Not would you? Not would you? Yeah. yeah different. Would,
0: absolutely not. Yeah. But could I? Yeah. We're all capable of that. Right. Everybody
1: is. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it is such a slippery slope, like you don't ever want to imagine that happening. But yes, like if you, if you were in the right situation, not the right situation, wrong the situation. wrong situation, yeah. yeah, where you're emotionally connected to somebody, you're sharing things that really shouldn't be shared with the opposite sex, right. it could, it could happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason actually we start or kind of moved, we, we'd had this plan, this podcast planned for a while, but- we kind of jumped it up to today because I got a call yesterday from a really good friend and she just asked me to pray. She said, would you just pray? Because here's the situation. This is a dear friend that we actually walked through this, basically an emotional affair. We didn't walk through an emotional affair. We watched a good friend, which we'll talk about later. But anyways, we had this experience years and years ago and she called and said, it's happening again. Somebody that is really, Important to me that I look up to that's in a leadership position, perception is that this is what's happening, that there's an inappropriate relation happening. She goes, I think it's just perception and I hope that it is, but perception is reality sometimes. Yeah. In a lot of situations it is. Yeah. Especially in your marriage. Well, right. Yeah. Because if it appears that I'm having inappropriate conversations or- constant closed door meetings or spending too much time with one person of the opposite sex, it could appear that something's going on.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think that, well, you kind of mentioned it, but we walked through this probably 10 years ago and it was with two people that we were very close with that we knew very well. And we started to see this path of they were hanging out, too much, too regularly. They mm-hmm. had we're having some closed door conversations. Um, we would see them kind of off by themselves, talking to each other a lot, and so it kind of started as this. Maybe they're just, and it was a mentor mentee kind of relationship. So let's mm-hmm. talk about that because in the workplace these days, those kind of things do happen, right? But it just started to go down a, a slippery slope, and it did end really badly.
1: I, re, we didn't talk about this before the podcast, but I remember actually you coming home from a dinner and saying to me, I watched her eat off his plate. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I feel like that was kind of one of the like toppling blocks for you. That was a, cause there had been lots of things that were perceived that were probably not appropriate, but this was like, yeah, how do you get that?
0: Well, there were quite a few of us there. It was a, I don't know, they were, it was all coworkers, six or seven people, and again, there were just all of these little things that had made us think something. And it, again, they we go to this place, they sit together at this big round table and, you know, could have sat anywhere. Maybe it was coincidence, maybe it wasn't. But just their comfort next to each other mm-hmm. and just her leaning over and eating off of his plate. And I think he even acted like he was going to feed her at one point. And it's just like, this this isn't okay. Yeah. You know, just all kinds of red flags went up. But again, because of certain boundaries that you and I have had in place, we see those kind of things. And, and a lot of people maybe wouldn't.
1: Yeah. So in that, and that was a situation that really... I would say started out as what we would call an emotional affair. Right. What is it like maybe no people have never heard that term. What's an emotional affair?
0: When you're confiding in somebody of the opposite sex that's not your wife about things that you you probably shouldn't. Yeah. You know, when it comes to the emotional security of your marriage, mm-hmm. you have to trust that I'm not saying things to other people, especially the opposite sex that is in any way fracturing any trust we should have in our marriage. And so if I'm talking to a woman about, you know, even just maybe little fights we've been in or, you know, things about you that upset me sometimes,
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's not information that someone needs to have. Right. And it's not necessary. Right. And and if you're having a completely professional or platonic relationship with somebody, that's, that's not something that they need to know. And okay. so, But again, that's where it starts. And I think our world sometimes, our culture just says, that's not a big deal. Right. You know, you're just buddies, you're friends, you're getting to know each other. You know, you talk about your spouse, they talk about theirs. Not a big deal. It's just workplace stuff, right?
1: Well, it brings up the question. It's interesting. We had this conversation. I don't even know why it came up, but we talked about this several, several days ago. And I think, did you, I don't know, one of us asked the other, would you rather, so I'm going to ask you right now, would you rather me have a one night stand with somebody or an emotional relationship, basically an emotional affair with another man.
0: Yes, we have talked about this. Her and I see differently on this. And I think in in general, a lot of the couples we've talked to see it how we see it. I would rather you have neither right. first, but I would rather you have an emotional relationship because personally, I feel like, we could come back together and heal from that quicker yeah. once it was brought to light. Um, what would you rather? Yeah. Would you rather me have a one-night stand or have, let's say, a, a three or four-month emotional relationship with a woman?
1: Literally, you saying it is like gut-wrenching to me. I cannot imagine you having an emotional relationship with another woman for any a period of time. Yeah. Like, ser- that feels like the ultimate betrayal to me, which maybe that sounds crazy, but I think it's just because we have a relationship that's so rooted in, obviously there's sex, but it's, it's so much more than that. Right. Like
0: it's, I love that that was the first word,
1: <laughs> but you know what and I mean? I agree, but no, I'm kidding. I <laughs> but, thought you were going to
0: say rooted in truth, well, honesty, yeah,
1: but it's more about like my, our friendship for the past 21 years, our like connection, like you're the person that I trust with everything more than anyone in the entire world. And so to think that it would be possible for you to trust someone else that way, that feels like betrayal to me. And it, and it is betrayal. Oh, it is. But, and I'm not saying I would want you to have a one night stand. Obviously I don't want either of those things to happen, but for me, I feel like I could forgive it faster. I would forgive both eventually because that's what we're called to do. And we are each other's person. However, I feel like it would be easier for me to just get over that part. Like if you, I don't know. And then it's just different. Yeah.
0: And when we did talk about this, we had a really long conversation about it because it is very evident that, that we're wired differently in that way. Mm -hmm. But also it's dangerous that men and women, for the most part, most couples that we've talked to feel that same way we do about it. It's dangerous that we're wired different because in the situation that either of us described, the man in the relationship might not have had as many alarm bells going up mm. because of the emotional conversations he's having. Right. Because it's not a physical act. Mm-hmm. I'm not cheating. You know, we hear guys all the time. I'm not cheating on our, my wife. We've had couples in our retreats that say, you know, this will come up. Well, he's, you know, best buddies with this girl at work and they talk all the time and they hang out. And he's like, babe, I'm not cheating on you. I haven't had sex with her. I haven't kissed her. I haven't... Well... But a woman's in that situation... Is
1: saying... Feeling... Yeah. ...heard by this man, feeling emotionally supported by a man, and that, for a woman, sometimes, is what leads to sex.
0: Right. Right? Well, and like you said, a lot of times, that's a bigger deal... Right. ...than the sexual element of it. Yeah. And... That will definitely lead to the sexual element of it if it continues down that road, which that's the boundary line for the, for the man. But because his wife's boundary line is completely different, Mm. you know, we've seen couples, couples say, well, I'm I'm not cheating on you. So what's the, yeah, but you're to her, you basically are, Mm -hmm. you're having an emotional relationship with somebody else. And, and also this goes back to what each person's definition is of an emotional relationship. You right. Know, like where's that boundary line? And we'll get into it a little bit later, what our boundaries are mm-hmm. and the reason we have them. So it doesn't yeah. get you to this place where the line is gray. Right. You know, cause yeah. some people might say, well, the lines right here. Others say it's here.
1: Well, I think too, one of the biggest issues is that our culture says it's all okay. Right. Pretty much what I mean, really like in the workplace now a it's completely fine for you to have a closed-door meeting with the opposite sex. It's fine for you to go on a business trip across the country with the opposite sex.
0: Yeah, and on that, so this was probably, I don't know, a year ago, two years ago, um, I was working in an industry that had lots of guys and girls, and I heard a woman tell a story about a company that she was at. She was going on a, I think it was a three day or two day, maybe two night business trip with one of her coworkers who was a man and she was married. He wasn't. And they actually asked her if she would be okay sharing a hotel room with him because it would help cut costs. And she said, no, I'm, I'm married. And they go, well, we'll, we'll up your per diem rate, you know, which is the amount they were going to pay her per day for her food and all of that. And we'll make sure it's a room with two beds. And she just was, and, and. It, it blew my mind that there are businesses, companies out there, and this is a successful business. That they're just like, that's fine. They're, they're like, yeah, it'll save us a hundred bucks, you know, a couple hundred bucks and y'all can share a room. You're, pro- and that's what they told you. You're professionals. Like, mm. no, it's uh, obviously we'll get into it, but for us, there's already things about that trip that aren't okay. Right. But that is so far across the line. Right. You know what's that movie? He's like, you're so far across the line, you can't even see the line. The line is a dot, dot to, to you. you. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Um, but but that's one of those. And and I'm glad she stood up and said absolutely not. And then in the context that she was telling the story, she was saying, hey, we we can't do this. Like mm-hmm. business businesses can't do that. And so so good for her on that. But there were other parts about that story that I was like, well, yeah, but that's not okay either. And y'all can't have dinners together. And you can't have you know. So anyway, we'll get into. Yeah. That. But yeah, our culture just says pretty much everything's okay, even there's parts of our culture that even say affairs are okay. (laughs) Like if if your spouse doesn't deserve it, we'll find somebody who does. Right.
1: And, and as we're, as our culture is blurring the lines between gender and what that means, it's just going to continue to get more and more gray and more and more, um, apathetic towards all of it. Like it's all fine. Yeah. Like everything is fine. Whoever you are with, in behind closed doors, in one-on-one conversations, it doesn't matter. It's fine because you're a professional. Right. That's not okay.
0: Well, that's one of many different things they could. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and also on that, the lines being blurred, the thing that people have to understand and hear us say this too, up to this point in this particular podcast, we haven't necessarily said much about you know, our religious beliefs or what we believe the Bible to say about this, because we believe all of these are truths for everybody. Like these are not just, you know, Hey, if you're a Christian, you need to follow this. Right. No, these are things that we believe everybody needs to follow. But we do live in a world where because things are getting blurred and because it's more about what a person's truth is or what their feelings are, mm-hmm. the thing you have to consider in a marriage is you are one. Right. Right. So there's no individual truth for Allison and I, like her truth is my truth is our truth. Like we are together in all of these things. So if I have feelings that I want to do this other thing, she has to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I think sometimes in, even in our current culture, you can sidestep these landmines by approaching every single piece of it together. Right. So, yeah. So this, we, I had a situation early in our marriage
1: where I was teaching school and I was on a team of women and one guy. So we, we team taught, which meant like core subjects. There was four women and then there was a guy and the guy in our same age got hired about the same time, you know, similar backgrounds and stories, but there were several times where I don't know. And this was, we didn't have any of these boundaries established But there were times that he and I were alone in a classroom and we were friends, like we were developing a friendship. I knew him.
0: He was a really nice guy. He's a great guy. I knew him.
1: But like there were times when I kind of got this just feeling like maybe this isn't okay. Not because we were talking about anything inappropriate or it's just our friendship was developing and there were a lot of times when he and I were alone that And it goes back to what you said before. It's such a slippery slope. Like if we're not okay, if you're working too much. And
0: that was a time in our marriage where we weren't great. We weren't great a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's so easy for me to vent, right? And say, God, I just wish he were home or whatever. Like, and I'm not, I don't even know if I ever did any of these things. It's just, there were times when I was like, maybe we shouldn't be alone. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't necessary. There was nothing that was like, absolutely. it was just happened to be, we both happened to be, on our planning period or after school yeah. or having a conversation about something, you know, and then it just, that that's how, but
0: well, and oftentimes so it's innocent. so unnecessary, right. right? So in that situation, and I, I, you know, I wasn't there, but I'm assuming in that situation, there's other teachers in the buildings, there's administrators. Right. So if, if you needed to ask someone to come, you know, help you guys with whatever you were working on there's ways that you can creatively make sure someone else comes in and there's accountability.
1: Or, you know, now I would know if there was a necessity for the two of us to work together. One, the door always needs to be opened, which I don't know that we were, it ever wasn't. I don't remember, but you know, now those are things I would be very cognizant of and, or I would need you to know Yeah. that's one text message. Hey, I'm up here. We're working together. Whatever. Yeah. This is what we're doing. Yeah. That's some pre-communication that can happen. Yeah. Uh, if it's necessary.
0: Well, because even from that point on, you know that anything that you guys talk about, I might ask you about. Right. And anything that, you, or I might ask him about. You right. Know? And so there's accountability just in the knowing. Right. And and we do live in a world where sometimes those things are necessary.
1: And here's what I, I am not saying that that was a situation where I was even tempted to make a bad decision that would hurt our marriage. But that's, that's the whole thing. Is it so easy for a relationship to develop as you spend time with someone of the opposite sex alone that
0: it could have? Yeah. Well, and, and things are said in those situations. So, you know, if you're having a conversation like in that situation, let's say, and I'm not saying this happened, but it opens you up to make comments. You're, you're newly married. Both of you were newly married. Mm -hmm. Your spouse is front of mind in most conversations when you're newly married. And so things could be said like, Oh, I wish my spouse did that or said things like that. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, Oh yeah, the other day he did this thing, you know, that annoyed me. And it's, it's just, you're building these emotional building blocks with this Mm -hmm. person. And a lot of it's just in the name of, you know, your coworkers, you know, you're growing your work relationship, but it's these little building blocks of emotional things That are super innocent at the time, but can build on something bad.
1: Well, and I remember specifically in that instance, we were both first first or second year teachers and we had all the same kids. And so it's, there's a level of comfort in going to somebody to talk about something who understands. Yeah. Right. Like I can,
0: who these kids are. So you can say, Oh, really had trouble with this kid today and he gets it
1: Right. right. Or we're just struggling in that first or second year teacher stuff. And he understands that where if I come to you. And try to confide, you're gonna listen with empathy and do the best you can, but you may not fully understand. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's where that slippery slope happens. So, yeah. um, anyways, I think it just goes back to like, nobody intends to do that,
0: you know? No. And it, again, it's being aware of the boundaries you need to have. Mm-hmm. To avoid ever getting to a place where you look back and think, how did this happen? Yeah. Because that's inevitably what happens. Anyone we've talked to at any, at all of our retreats, that's, there has been an affair, you know, depending on how far removed they are from it and how much they can actually talk about it, especially as a couple, in every single instance, we see this slippery slope. It started as something very innocent. Right. That could have been avoided. Right. With the right boundaries. Well,
1: you know, Dr. Henry Cloud is the authority on all things, boundaries. And one of the things he says, and he says this about leadership, he says in leadership, you get what you create or what you allow. Well, this applies to your marriage. It applies to your parent. It applies to everything in your life. Yes. Because just like that, if, if I allow things to happen, I don't have boundaries in place to know what is okay and what's not, then yes, if something does happen, it's because I allowed it to happen. Right. You know, actually, when we look at the Bible, it says in Psalm 16, um, David is talking about the the lines that God has drawn for him. And Psalm 16, 6 says, the lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. What's interesting about this is oftentimes when we think about a Some people can think about a boundary and that feels, they can think about that in a restrictive way. Right. Right. We have a fence up around our property that's a boundary. To keep our dogs in. And to attempt
0: to keep them alive. Right. Right. We have a busy road by our house. We have farmers that (laughs) shoot dogs that bother their cows. So, yeah. Yeah. That is a boundary, but But it's it's also- a good boundary. It's a good boundary because- They don't realize that they'll be dead if they get outside of it. Right. Right.
1: And I think that even what's interesting about when we look at the word lines, um, I'm reading out of the New King James Version, and when you look at the word lines, it actually means a measuring line or a district or an inheritance. Mm. So basically, if I put these lines in the right places, they are going to feel good to me. They are going to feel more like freedom than restriction, and that is in turn, affects my inheritance, yeah. right? So it's just a powerful word and a powerful way to look at boundaries yeah. and and why we need them. It's kind of like Dave Ramsey talks about a budget. He says, actually, what a budget will do, it, you may think like a budget sounds like- Restrictive. But what actually happens is it gives you freedom-
0: Freedom, To yeah. say,
1: no, we have this money to spend on this because yeah. this is the boundary line
0: we created. And we know that firsthand. Yeah. We did- Years ago, we did all of the Dave Ramsey stuff and we didn't realize how free it felt mm-hmm. to do that. And and we saved so much money. We were spending so much less, yet we felt so much better about it. And well, that's, that's how I think boundaries work.
1: Yeah. And especially in our marriage, let's talk about our boundaries. I know that as we've, and this is not something that from obviously not in the beginning of our marriage, we didn't have these boundaries in place, but they've developed over time from personal experience, things that have happened to us or things that we've watched happen to other people right. where we've realized, okay, that's not okay for us. Yeah. And what happens inside of those boundaries is for me, it creates this safety and freedom. Yeah. Like I feel safe in our marriage because I know these boundaries are there. Talk right. about what some of ours are.
0: Well, the first one that we, when we were talking about this, the very first one that came to both of our minds was no closed door meetings with the, you know, alone with the opposite sex or private conversations. Yeah, And that to us is vital because we're both in leadership positions and other things in our, in our lives. Mm -hmm. And there are situations sometimes where we have to have meetings with other people. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of our rules now. I will say the exception to this rule is if, especially for someone listening, that's like, well, I can't avoid that. Like I, I run a business, I have opposite sex people that I employ, you know, I do their evaluations, whatever that might look like. The other rule we have around this is if it is something that has to happen and it's unavoidable, Mm -hmm. there has to be a lot of pre-communication with your spouse because Allison and I, well, Allison recently had to have a closed door meeting with another person, about you know, in her leadership position, and within she, our community, in our community, yeah. And it's someone I know. You know, not a big deal. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the world would say that's absolutely okay. But she came to me first and said, "Hey, I I have to have this meeting, and because this man is the one hosting the meeting, I don't know if it's going to be in an office in a, you know, I don't know, conference room. I don't know what it's going to look like." And I said, "No, that's okay. I trust you." and we'll talk about it afterward. Like we we'll mm-hmm. talk about your conversation afterward. And so obviously there are times when something for whatever reason might be necessary, that's unavoidable. And if so, just have really good pre-communication. Right. Cause ultimately all of these boundaries build trust. We don't have boundaries cause we don't trust each other. Exactly.
1: And I think that that's one thing that people will be like, well, you guys have all these rules cause you don't trust each other. Well,
0: I got a phone call the other day and from a friend that needed to talk about an opposite sex person that Allison and I both know. And, she fronted it by, Hey, I need to talk to you about something. And I I know you and Allison have rules. So like, if she needs to be there, that's fine. But I just want to set up a meeting. And I kind of laughed under my breath because the context in her voice was, you know, y'all have all these stupid rules, whatever. Yeah. That's
1: kind of like the insinuation with G is like, yeah.
0: And, and I'm sure there's probably some people that think we have those rules because you know, one of us messed up in the past or one of us had an affair or something. And we're blessed to say that's not the reason we just, you know, f- have seen other people fall because they didn't have boundaries and we didn't want that to be us. But, yeah. but it's hard to explain that to people. And so we just kind of let that be, we don't care. Yeah. You know, people know we have rules and some well, of our we'll other, stick
1: by yeah, some of our other boundaries, we don't do car rides, car rides alone with opposite sex. I don't see and I don't ever see a place where that would be appropriate. Yeah. Um, I understand that there's times in a business and professional setting where it might need to happen. Yeah. But also I think there's a lot of times when there are other options.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think back on that one, I think back, I don't know if you even remember this. We hadn't planned on talking about this, but do you remember when I called you probably three, four months ago, there was a girl broken down on the side of the road
1: yes i do remember
0: this and i just called so i stopped this girl had a blowout um on her tire and she was probably college age she looked very frazzled she was on the phone standing behind her car looking at her tire and it's on a really busy highway and so i pulled off and i said hey do you need any help and she said no i i think um you know i got a hold of my brother he's trying to figure out if he can get out here i said okay so i pulled over called allison and said hey I'm going to offer, if you're okay with it, I'm going to offer giving this girl a ride to this tire place down the street if that's okay with you. And she said, no, absolutely, that's fine. And we've even done it before where I'll have her on the phone yeah, when I've had to be with somebody, um, you know, whether they know it or not or need to or not, just so she can be a part of the conversation that I'm having. Um, so anyway, but the girl ended up saying she didn't need a ride. She'd gotten hold of her brother. He was on his way. But that kind of pre-communication... Allie doesn't like it. I pull over a lot when people are on the side of the road. She thinks I'm going to end up getting time. shot by some crazy person. <laughs> but I, I always pray about it. And if I feel like I'm supposed to pull over, I pull over. But if it's ever a woman and she's alone, mm-hmm. so there's no account of, you know, her husband's not with her, her, kids aren't with her, whatever, I always call Allie and say, hey, I'm going to offer to help this person. Is that OK? And she always says yes. But it's just important that I call her first and not just assume she would say yes. Yeah.
1: Um, we also would never have a meal alone with opposite sex breakfast, lunch, or dinner, it doesn't matter. Like, there's not a necessary reason for that. No. Like, there's just not.
0: Well, and and we're kind of weird. We really value meals. Yeah. We feel like, you know, when you come to a retreat, we feed you really well. And we have a lot of conversations around the table. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of our retreats are centered around a table. Mm -hmm. And so there is this intimacy in eating with somebody Mm -hmm. and with just sharing things about life and all of that while you're having a a dinner or a lunch or whatever it might be with somebody. And, And hear us on this also. I always like to say, don't hear what I'm not saying. We know there might be a time. When you need to have a lunch or something, again, pre-communication and then do it in a public place, Mm -hmm. you know, go to Chick-fil-A, go to a place where there's a lot of other people around where there is accountability just in that you're not probably going to be holding hands across the table from somebody that's not your spouse in a public place where anybody can see you. And so there's accountability being in public as well, but that's not even okay with us if there's not Mm pre-communication and it's absolutely necessary. There's just never
1: for us for for, us and we're never a time when that's necessary. We're different too. in that we, we are business owners. We work for ourselves
0: essentially. And, and we work together in pretty much all areas of our business.
1: And we both have large roles in our community where we have to work with opposite sex a lot, but there's just, to me, there's not an instance where it would ever be necessary for me to go to lunch with somebody without somebody else there, yeah,
0: you know? And, and we've also never run into an instance where people didn't respect those boundaries. Right. Um, you know, I kind of joked about that conversation I had on the phone, but that person respects those boundaries and knows those boundaries. And w- there have been times when it's kind of a weird conversation when you say to somebody, well, I can't go to lunch because my wife and I just have have boundaries about, you know, eating with the opposite sex. And people kind of get a little shock and awe. So I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And they probably assume the worst. But once you've communicated that, someone's not going to continue to extend that offer. Hopefully.
1: Well, and here's the thing too. I don't care what someone else thinks about our boundaries. No, it doesn't matter to me because it has nothing to do with them. Yeah. It has everything to do with you and I,
0: right? Well, and realistically, even, even the fact that someone learns that another couple has boundaries in our experience causes them to be inquisitive about it Mm -hmm. and, and maybe even want to put some boundaries in their own marriage. And that's one thing that you know, we talk about our kids in this instance a lot. We want to lead an example for our kids of what it looks like to have a dream marriage. And, and that does come with boundaries and they know that we talk Mm -hmm. about our boundaries a lot, but again, they're not reactive boundaries because of things that have happened, but that's okay too. And so that's another thing we want to tell you guys, like you maybe have had things happen in your marriage in the past and maybe you don't have the boundaries necessary to avoid that ever happening again. And that's just as good a reason if not better Mm -hmm. to start to put those boundaries in place. Our our last couple of boundaries that we'll mention here. And again, I I don't think these boundaries need to necessarily be your boundaries.
1: Yes. We're not saying that you have to decide what works
0: for you and your spouse. You've got to look at your, your life and your work and all of those things and figure out what boundaries you can best put in place to avoid that slippery slope. Mm -hmm. Um, But another one of ours is no calls, text messages, DMS, with the opposite sex that we initiate right. without pre-communication. Right. So both of our roles in our community and our jobs require us to have lots of conversations well, with people.
1: I had to make a phone call last night <laughs> yep,
0: yep. to the
1: president of our bank in our small town, yeah. who is a man, yeah, because it was our trunk or treat. Like, Night like kids yeah. all the way, you know, down the streets and there was a dead kitten in front of the bank. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought, probably we don't want all of the kids yeah. in
0: town walking past this yeah, dead and kitten. I was on my way there, but I was still fifteen <laughs> minutes away. And so So
1: I assumed he was there. I thought he probably could just come take yeah. care of it. But as soon as I had that but conversation, also, our- I called you.
0: Right. And our oldest two kids were standing there with you. Yes. And so it's, you know, again.
1: And here's the thing. I'm not saying that me calling the president of our bank, who I have a relationship with, a professional relationship with, to tell him about a dead kitten in the front. In front of the bank. In front of the bank. That that's inappropriate. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is a series of continued phone calls to one person that's where that's, it's where it starts to slip.
0: Yeah. You know, like, well, and just having front of mind at all times that any conversation I have, I want her to know about. Mm -hmm. And then on kind of on top of that rule, the way we hold each other accountable in that rule is we have free reign of each other's devices at all times. Yes, we do. And this is something, this happened recently, probably in the last six months, Allison and I were at a, a sporting event and right next to us is a couple that we know through our community. And she said, hey, let me see your phone real quick. And he kind of pulled his phone back and goes, no. And she goes, I was going to look up that thing we were talking about earlier. And he goes, you have a phone. Use your own phone. And he put his phone in his pocket and <gasps> didn't, red didn't try to hide it. Didn't. And I'm sitting there and, you know, I don't want to assume the worst on anybody, but why would you not just your, your wife wants to Google something? She doesn't have her phone on her hand or your phone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that to me as a man, I think back on any times in our marriage where I wouldn't have wanted you to see my phone. And it's for reasons that, that aren't good. Mm-hmm. And so you were we,
1: looking at something you shouldn't have been looking at.
0: Yeah. You were Talking, texting someone, yeah. calling someone something, Yeah, but there's a chance that there's something in there mm-hmm. that might cause her to have questions mm-hmm. and you want to avoid that. Yeah. And so that's the only reason you wouldn't want that now. Also, on that, the reason we have that rule, when was the last time I asked to check your phone for anything? I mean, I never. Yeah. But we also just. But we also share our devices all the time. We, uh, I, yes. Like, like we'll be on the couch and her phone's plugged in somewhere and she'll say, hey, give me your phone. You. Okay, great. I have my phone. So, but to actually have her phone and check it, I don't ever need to. Right. Because after she calls the president of the bank to tell him about the dead kitten at the bank she calls me and says, Hey, I just had to call such and such about this. I said, okay. Right. right. And what that that prevents
1: is then when you have my phone and I have a call or two calls or three calls to that same person, you're not like, Hey, why did you, why'd you talk to him three times today? You know, like, no, that's
0: exactly right. But that again, because we have those boundaries, we have more trust. Mm -hmm. And so like you led with, when you have boundaries in place, it, it gives you the freedom and the trust of the other person and the safety, right? Like, yeah. I, I, and that's am- ultimately what, what you want the most right? is just that emotional security, that emotional safety based on what you said about, you know, the emotional affair could be the worst possible thing. Right. And so when there is that emotional security, that's the boundaries that you need. So those are ours. I'll, I'll, can I restate them really quick? Yeah. So nose closed door meetings or private conversations and, this is all with opposite This is sex. all with the opposite sex alone. We also have the car rule. If there's 3 or more people in the car, that's totally different. Yeah. So if if you've got a, you know, for whatever reason again, this doesn't happen in our life a lot, but if in your life you're going to lunch with coworkers, if there's 3 or more people in the car, great. You're fine. Yeah. But if it's just one person and that person's the opposite sex, that's not okay. Um, no dinners, no lunches alone, no Well, co- Back to, I
1: didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was just thinking about that. The back to that, like I could so easily see in a, in a professional setting, in an office environment, Hey, you want to go to lunch? Yes. If it's just two people, it's opposite sex. That's a
2: no.
0: Yeah.
1: If somebody else wants to go with you. Yeah. Yeah. But that's again, the slope that starts very slippery.
0: Oh, that's where that question is. Who all's going? Yeah. Oh, well me and her and him. Okay. Okay, Who's going to ride with who? Yeah. Okay, great. Let's go.
1: Okay. Sorry. Keep going.
0: Um, no dinners, lunches alone. No text calls, DMS, et cetera. Uh, Well, real quick, I do want to add one thing to that because of probably most of you listening, because I know Alice and I are this way because of the things that we, you know, lead in our lives and business and in community and all of that. It's inevitable every single day we get a call or a text from someone of the opposite sex. Right. We're not saying that. So don't hear that. But this is where like Allison said post communication is so important. Mm-hmm. So I got a call a couple of days ago from a person that's in a similar leadership role in our community and we we had a long there were a lot of things we had to discuss. We talked for 25 minutes. As soon as I got off the call, called Allison said, "Hey, I just talked to this person." Um She, you know, again, we're to the point where she trusts me. I don't even have to go into details of what we talked about. Right. Just letting her know. Mm -hmm. I just had a 20 minute conversation with this person. She said, okay, was it, you know, everything good? Yeah. No, everything we worked out. Everything's good. Okay, great. Like that's, that's all it was. Mm -hmm. So post-communication here is so vital. And the more you do that, the more you trust each other. Right. Because that was... I didn't have to call you right then. You were going to be home in an hour. I could have told you then, but when your spouse is going out of their way to make sure you're in on the loop on any communication they're having with someone of the opposite sex, it builds that trust so strong Uh that it doesn't make it necessary anymore, but we still do it.
1: I realize too, that this may seem so foreign to some people who have never openly shared like this with their spouse. And I think that even getting to the place where you start to say, maybe we do need boundaries. Like if some, if you, if we're talking to a couple right now and they, they have no boundaries and their communication with the opposite sex is nothing aligned with this, but they recognize maybe that would be good for us. How do you even start?
0: Yeah, that's tough. Um, Allison, I, if we were sitting across from a couple, yeah. it would look totally different because, if you're going to your spouse, let's say just one spouse is listening to this mm-hmm. and they think, man, we, we probably do need some of these boundaries. And maybe it's not because there's been an affair or something like that. But if you've ever questioned, you know, who's my spouse talking to on the phone or who's he texting right now? If you ever have those thoughts going mm-hmm. through your mind, you probably do need some boundaries. But when you go to your spouse and say, hey. I think we need some boundaries because I don't know who you're texting half the time. Like that's not going to be received well. well. Mm -mm. So I think the best way you could say is just, hey, I I listen to this podcast. It's just interesting. Like this couple has all these, you know, play it off like you think we're weird. This couple has all these weird rules, but it actually makes things work a lot better. Like maybe we should think about having some of those. You want to listen to it? And then just let them listen Mm -hmm. to it. And we are a little weird. Like we'll embrace that. This is not something normal. Like we talked about, our culture says you don't need to do all of these things, but we know that this is maybe one of the most vital things to having the dream marriage that, Mm -hmm. that we want you all to have.
1: Mm -hmm. It goes back to those lines, right? That the lines have fallen in pleasant places. Those, those, measuring lines, the boundaries, the safety, right? You think inher- of it. I still love the inheritance, the inheritance part of that, right? Yeah. Isn't it cool? So I just think that, you know, you said you think like, if you've ever thought these things, you might need boundaries. I, we really believe everybody needs boundaries in their yes. marriage. It's, but nobody talks about this, right? Like, or the people that you know that have them are because there was an affair, right? So now they have a shared Facebook or whatever, right? You know, but that's not. Or they have a shared Facebook because they there's no ne- there's no need for them to have two because right. they openly share everything,
2: yeah.
1: right? So I think you have to decide and have this discussion. I do not think this is a one conversation fix all fixes all necessarily. And as you establish some boundaries with your spouse, you're going to find that challenging in the beginning if you've never done that. If you're used to texting or talking to, or having lots of conversations with the opposite sex, it may take some time for you to be like, Oh, I probably should have told him about that. Or, Oh, I probably should have mentioned that. Yeah. So have grace with each other as you step into that.
0: Well, and also, you know, kind of like we started this episode, if you can communicate in a way that you think it'll be received well to your spouse that, Hey, I'm, I'm capable of having an affair, mm-hmm. like, you know, hit them with a little shock and awe. And they're like, wait, what, what? No, but you know, just say, Hey babe, I'm, I'm a sinner. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm in situations with people where, you know, maybe we had just had a fight or something and a guy at work might say, Hey, are you okay? And it'd be really easy for me to say, you know what? I'm not like my husband was being a jerk this morning. And that opens this door to this emotional conversation Mm -hmm. and that's not okay. Mm -hmm. And so just say, you know, we're, we're both sinners. We're both flawed. Like we're not perfect. I do think we should have some rules in place that would help us avoid ever getting into a situation that neither of us wants to be in Yeah. and just leading into it like that. And mm-hmm. then, you know, again, because of, of what your work life looks like, because of what your personal life, your private life looks like, your boundaries need to be your own, Yeah. but they need to be, you know, both of you need to honestly look at your lives and say, when are places when I'm out or when I'm possibly in a situation that could lead, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want it to, but it could eventually lead to a slippery slope situation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Where can I put up a boundary in that situation to make sure that doesn't happen?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just want to encourage you guys. Well, this is kind of a big topic, and but also it's, I want to go back to like, as we have established boundaries over time, over 21 years in our marriage, they have given us so much freedom. It's yeah. the opposite of this. Like we have these rules, right? No, they've given us freedom and safety to truly be able to be everything we need for each other. And it makes us better for other people too. Yeah. And, and a great example to our kids. So we'd love to hear from you. If this is, if you have questions, I'm sure that this is not the last time we're going to talk about this because it is a big topic and there's a lot that goes with it. But email us anytime. Um, you can find us at the dream marriage podcast at gmail.com. Um, go, if this was helpful to you, share it with your spouse, with your friends, like, comment, subscribe. We want to hear from you. Um, we want to help other people find this if it was helpful. So we are going to continue this series on boundaries. Next week, we're going to be talking about the boundaries of the words that we speak to others about our spouse. Yep. Right? So check that out. Um, you might find it interesting. Also, freedom giving yes. with good boundaries. And I think that's it for today.
0: I believe so. Yep. Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Yeah on the dream marriage podcast.